Welcome, everyone, to the Mile High Champions League Weekly Podcast. I am your host, the Commission, and with me, as always, are two men who were matched on Tinder together because they both listed their favorite beverage as boiled Pepsi. Big Nolski and the Griff Man, how are you guys tonight? I burnt myself on boiled Pepsi again. It's a highly underrated beverage. It is. It really is. And the milk really, like Once you boil it down, it's, it's just sugar. I mean, really. But <laughs> It turns to caramel, and it's way worse. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Thank you for the folks listening out there in radio podcast land. Let's talk some Mile High Champions League fantasy football. The MVT of the week was and into the flame. Congratulations, Ben. Well, thank you. you. Are most valuable team first time this season and it's always nice to get that award right, uh, just because you win but you get money so congratulations you're mildly richer than you used to be so uh congratulations <laughs> on your win and actually kind of interesting because in your win we're going to skip ahead to the survivor challenge and get back to the mvp you knocked the rams out of the survivor challenge because they were the lowest scoring team so this was kind of a complete um both sides of the spectrum here. Worst team, best team. So congratulations, Ben. You almost beat him by 100 points. Now, speaking of almost 100 points, Christian McCaffrey for Vanessa is the reason why I would say arguably she's 8-1. and one. He got 64 points this week. That's right. A 6 and a 4 combined together makes 64 because he got 146 yards on 24 carries, two touchdowns, three receptions for 20 yards, and a receiving touchdown. So there's only one week that Christian McCaffrey didn't score a touchdown. And that was week two against Tampa Bay where he scored a pathetic 12 points. Every other week he's either scored a touchdown or has run for over 100 yards. So that's why Vanny paid the money she did and got such a stud player. So congratulations, Vanessa, for getting MVP of the week. We talked about Survivor. We're going to skip shithead of the week because we're just feeling good, so we don't need to, to shit on anyone's parade. So let's go into this day in history. So it's kind of interesting because it happened fairly recently. November 6th, 1990, I almost said 55, 1995, <laughs> Art Modell announces that he is moving the Cleveland Browns to Baltimore for the 1996 season how did that turn out Noel? um well it resulted in bill belichick being fired as the rams so rams what the fuck's wrong with me browns head coach um also they had been like early like season favorites to go to the playoffs and maybe make a run and when this was announced the team just never came back together and uh yeah and now you see the second iteration of the rams rams what the fuck's wrong with me browns is just bad as where uh the ravens have won two Super Bowl titles, so it worked out well for Baltimore. Not so much for Cleveland. And yeah. the Patriots. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. And the Patriots, yeah. Good point. Thank you, Noel. I knew you'd have some good insights on that because you're just a, you're a fountain of information. There was one other thing from earlier in the week, November 3rd. I just have to say this one. It happened so long ago, 1935, and it's so pathetic as if, I mean, being in the throes of the Great Depression didn't suck enough. But Philadelphia and Boston combined to throw an NFL record, which has yet to be surpassed, 11 interceptions in that game. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's something you can do with your time is just suck at football. So anyways, thank you, Noel. Uh, for thank, thank you, Mike, for reporting on this day in history. Uh, yes, let's go to, now that both of you are here, let's go to Dylan McDermott versus Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> now, so far as my memory serves, Ben, you are winning um, three to two. Is that correct? Because, Noel, you whiffed one week. I think I it was did. A very I, Ben's week. 100%. I know that. I don't know if I got two or not. I just know Ben has yet to miss one. So let's just pretend it's three and two because it really doesn't matter if it's two and one or three and two. So it is three and two. So this one, Dylan McDermott versus Dermot Mulroney. We're going to start with the winner so far, Ben. The show in question is Arrested Development. Yeah, this one's going to bother the shit out of me if I get it wrong, but I'm going to say Dermot Mulroney. Ooh, because uh, so I didn't look, but I did see this on the agenda from last week. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and even then, I didn't change my answer. I think it's Dylan McDermott, which I don't know Correct. why. It, it just seems like I feel like I remember him on the rest of development. 
<laughs> it's funny you say that, Noel, because that's wrong. It's actually <laughs> it's Dermot Mulroney. Nice. So ben, you are winning four to two in this competition. We only have, uh, let's see, 10, 11, we got three weeks left. So, Noel, you got to tie it up in these last. Actually, we got the playoffs. So, we got, we got time. <laughs> so, there's still plenty of time left to go to this. So, congratulations, Ben. You are right. It is Dermot Mulroney. Yay, now, Dermot the, Mulroney. The caveat to that is. <laughs> He came in in the third season, which was the Netflix season. So it wasn't the original run. It was the kind of yeah sort of reboot. I've seen that. I feel like I would have. I feel like I would have recognized uh, Dylan Maroney more readily than. But you know, obviously they're pretty interchangeable. <laughs> That's very true because the funny thing about both of these actors is, unless they have a lead role you completely forget they were in things. And that's why this game is so interesting. Like even <laughs> Olympus has fallen. I, you, you forget. So anyway, let's, let's, I think we're here to talk football. So let's talk football. So the playoff picture, we actually have two teams that have secured playoff berths mathematically this week. They may not be the one and two. They still haven't won their conferences just yet, but I am talking about the title town warriors and the human resources Buffaloes both are eight and one, and that mathematically gets you guys into the playoffs with and into the flame at six and three. It's not guaranteed you'll win the conference yet, Noel. And five second chug could technically win the Atlantic Conference here as she is five and four. If Vanny goes on a three game losing streak, Molly was on a three game winning streak, she theoretically could dethrone Vanessa and take the Atlantic Division. Why I don't necessarily think it's Prob possible, excuse me, but not probable, is because Vanessa is almost eclipsing her in a points four category by 500 points. Vanessa scored 1,967 points through 10 games. Um, and Molly has, excuse me, nine games. Pardon me, nine games. So 1,967 divided by nine is an average of 218 points per game for Vanessa. So it's, and especially, it's unless Christian McCaffrey just explodes for some reason like literally explodes and he's going to continue to put up points for her and i just don't think that molly's molly i, I would say vanessa's going to take the atlantic conference even if she goes on a three-game losing streak i don't think molly's going to be able to break that gap of almost 500 points so uh congratulations to you noel congratulations you. to you vanessa and i have to unfortunately go on to some bad news here because two teams have been eliminated from the playoffs. And it was kind of interesting because they played each other this week and Nick won by 0 0.4 points to win his first game of the week and hand the Galloping Gonorrheas their ninth loss on the season. So the Galloping Gonorrheas and Space Force have been mathematically eliminated from the competition. The remaining eight teams, Littleton Spartans, Legend of Lincoln, Five Second Chug, Parker Rams, America Doomgivers, Lincoln Maverick, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper, and Hooper and Into the Flame are still in contention. There are some favorites. I would say that Brandon is favored because he's six and three. Uh, as are you, Ben. You are six and three. And then Molly to some degree and Courtney because they're both five and four. The Rams and I are four and five, so we could make it if we kind of go on a hot streak. And then Josh would really need to crank it up. He's three and six. So he's not mathematically eliminated, but he would need to go on a awesome hot streak to get there so at any rate that's the playoff pictures gentlemen let's go into the recaps ben you are up first if you don't mind please take my game versus the spartans absolutely uh so this was a very good game both uh high high scores from both teams um for you mike i think it was a very important win without it you would not have been obviously mathematically limited but it would have been very much tougher climb for you uh and Interesting factoid on on your uh, on your team, Mike, and not to not to shit on your team, but to point out the 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 curse that is fantasy football sometimes is uh, um, that the gonorrheas actually only have have point one more point than you do on the season, and yet they have zero wins. That's just yeah. yep. That's yep. just how I it suck. is. I suck real hard. Like this is not a great season for me. I believe. But you know, you know, and that being said, like it's just there's some games go your way, some games don't. <laughs> but this one absolutely went your way, Michael. Uh, you beat Brandon. Um, it was a pretty close game, uh, coming up on about ten point win. Um, looking at the players more specifically, uh, the strengths and weaknesses uh, had some really good performances on on both sides. Uh, not too many. Honestly, not too many bad performances 
uh, except for Brandon, which was probably his big crutch was uh, Allen Robinson um, only scoring two points. Honestly, I can say what what happened there, but um, you know, I, Mitchell Chicago. Trubisky happened then. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like I don't know if it was simply Chicago's wonderful offense this year or <laughs> or what it was, but um, <laughs> you can never assume. But you you look at two points in this league and you 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 figure something had to go wrong, but sometimes it's just a shitty quarterback. Uh, looking uh, into the quarterbacks, uh, Jameis. Uh, Around the pussy, Winston um, had a pretty solid game, uh, twenty-nine points. Uh, Minshew uh, d- didn't do as well uh, in Houston. <laughs> there was no touchdowns scored in that game, so that makes it pretty tough. Or, or excuse me, no touchdowns for Jacksonville. Uh, Tyree Kill had a great game for uh, for Michael, uh, forty-five points, uh, top scorer on his roster. Mike Ingram solid as always with thirty-two points. Uh, Josh Jacobs in Oakland, um, kind of su- surprising uh, workload for for Brandon here uh, with 40 points, uh, his top score. Um, so plenty of, of good things all around, you know, and kickers and punters were kickers and punters, as Noel would like to say. Uh, not Nothing there, but um, good things to, to look forward to for uh, both Mike and uh, Brandon with the last three games before the playoffs. Um, definitely some must wins in there for, for both teams. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but, uh, congratulations, Michael, on your win. Um, so sending it off to Noel, please give us, uh, Space Force versus Gonorrhea. And what a game it was, Ben, with <laughs> Space Force winning 141.8 to 141.4 to take Nick to 1-8, his first win of the season, and unfortunately drop Grant to 0-9. Although, as you said earlier, Mike, this didn't really matter a whole lot because now both teams are unfortunately eliminated from the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, apart from being a close game, this was a game where, you'd guess, both teams had some struggles. Uh, for Nick, it really was you know, a pretty well-balanced game, except for Adam Thielen, who I don't know, I thought he was not planning on playing, but apparently they tried to trot him out there and he kind of didn't do so well, had a hamstring issue, so he got the big goose egg. I don't even know if he played it down, to be honest with you. Because Josh Allen, 21.8 points, under doing projection, but that was a tough game for quarterbacks because I think the wind up there in western New York and Buffalo was just terrible. Tevin Coleman fell off a cliff, 8 points. Uh, George Kittle, huge game, 27 points. Philip Lindsay, 24. Austin Eckler, 22. The PPR machine in uh, L.A., Vikings defense did quite well with 15 points against, you know, Mike, uh, I thought this would have been bad, but even with Matt Moore at the helm, that offense is still firing, and especially to Tyreek Hill, so that was good there. Michael Badgley, uh, who scored 16 points, really the only reason I'm talking about him is because during the broadcast, Jim Nance brought up that Michael Badgley had recently uh, copyrighted or trademarked the nickname Money Badger, and then proceeded to miss a kickoff, or sorry, a kick attempt. That, that was I saw cool. that. That was so weird. Yeah, that almost always happens. If, if, if Whenever an announcer goes, something about a kicker, the kicker's probably going to miss. Um, fun story, years back they were announcing that Mike Vanderjagt, uh, at the time the Colts kicker, was the most accurate kicker in history, and he shanked a kick and then kept shanking them and his base was out of the league fairly soon thereafter. Anyways, to uh, Grant's team, huge week, not huge week, but decent week from Dak Prescott, decent week from Saquon Barkley, Carlton Sutton with uh, Brandon Allen at quarterback scored 23 points, so that's pretty good. Jack Doyle had, I think, probably what you kind of expect from Jack Doyle at this point in this season, especially with uh, Jacoby Brissett going down early in that game, 13 points. Miles Sanders also left the game hurt, I believe, only 20 points for him. He's been just breaking off some big runs, either in the return game or running the ball or even catching passes. Michael Gallup, down week, 14 points. Packers defense, really bad week, 8 points. And then his kickers and punters were not good. Um, Really, both teams had left some talent on the bench, though, with Devin Singletary having 37 points, Damian Williams, 43. Uh, DK Metcalf, who I just keep picking up and dropping because I I don't don't know why. He just likes my bench, apparently. 
45 <laughs> points, and DJ Moore, 30 points, Daniel Jones, 22.2. So, tough loss for, well, it's really, it's a tough loss for Grant, even a tough loss for, tough win for Nick, because both are eliminated from playoff contention. But from there, Mike, will you take us to my game versus Courtney? I will, Nolan. What the fuck happened this week? Your team looked like my Fantasy. team this week. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry for your loss here, Noel. But you know, even if it's kind of interesting, even with your loss, you made the playoffs. So I guess it's not. It's the silver lining. I'm a silver lining kind of guy. So let's look at what happened here. Courtney's team really just kind of showed up here. There wasn't anything to really dislike on her team. I think the thing that was most surprising here was the Patriots D kind of falling back to earth against the Baltimore. Now that they're actually playing good teams, they don't do as well. It's so Crazy. weird. I, I don't get it. So now the Patriots played a pretty potent offense and lost their first game of the year. Um, the Patriots' defense only scored nine and a half points when they've been averaging 29. So that was the low point on Courtney's team. Everyone else did really well. Garoppolo, 39 points for him, uh, well outscoring his projection. Nick Chubb, a little bit of an underperformance, uh, 22 points from him. Fitzgerald, you could argue, was a disappointment on our team, too, because he only got 11 points, but he was only projected 15, so it's like, meh, not that big of a difference. Zach Ertz, though, really came up to to, to show for her, and I think that really helped put her over the top because he's only projected to get a little more than 15 and a half. He's been averaging 18, and he put up 38. So I would say, actually, it was Zach Ertz that won Courtney this game. James White, good game, 24 points. Adrian Peterson, that was a nice pickup. Uh, he was riding uh, Lincoln Maverick Pine for a while there and then just dropped him because, like, eh, I don't want him. In fact, he has been on many different teams. He's been on my team. He's been on Nick's team. And now he actually played for Courtney and did very well, 30 points. So congratulations, Courtney, for drafting an old Vikings player here and getting 30 points out of him. Her kickers and pointers were uh, in the lineup this week. Kyler Murray for you, Noel, good week, 33 points. Jamal Williams, 21 points, not too bad there because it beats his average and his projection. Where you start, you started to see some really weak performances are in the guys who have been very studly for you. Keenan Allen, who's been getting about 23 points, 11 this week. Darren Waller, that awesome pickup, averaging 22, 12. This one is really kind of a – these next two were killer – Dalvin Cook's been scoring 39 points per week. He got you 27, which isn't bad. And it's really not bad, but he was projected to do better. And the one that I think killed you, Aaron Jones, was was projected to get 27 points. He's been averaging over 37. He got seven points. That means your Titans D, the Tennessee Titans D, and your kicker, excuse me, your punter, outscored him. In fact, your punter had twice as many points as he did, plus one. So that sucks. So Aaron Jones, I think, cost you this game. So if I would write a letter to him saying, Dear Mr. Jones, <laughs> you suck. Dear, thank you, love, no. Anyways, yeah, so sorry on your loss, no. Congratulations, Courtney, you are five and four. Let's head on to the next preview, and by that I mean recap. Ben, please take the Buffaloes versus hang with Mr. Cooper plus Hooper. This is, this, I'm just... I, I can't. Even, I don't know where to begin <laughs> this game. I, <laughs> uh, um, first off, I, I'm I, I'm going to say that um, Mr. Cooper could not hang in this particular game. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, I I took uh-huh. three hours to write that one, guys. Thanks, wow. Lando. That little amount of time, incredible. <laughs> Comedic genius. So I mean, let let's say let's just let's just face it. This Josh's team did not show for him uh, on, on this match. There was. Not a lot to be said. Armani Cooper had a decent game. Uh, Colts defense did okay against Pittsburgh. Um, but other than that, there, there's really not a lot of high notes for, for Josh, unfortunately, this week. Uh, he's had numerous single-digit um, performances uh, from otherwise good players. It's not what you want to see. Um, he kind of was I'm sure hoping to pull out a miracle on this one to, to keep himself into playoff contention, but uh, you you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Um, looking at Vanessa's team, I, I just I don't even know where to, what to say. We already went over Christian McCaffrey. I won't beat that dead horse. Uh, Cowboys defense did well against the Giants this week. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, <laughs> I mean. It, it, that's a pretty good trade for Vanessa. It's a a hot San Francisco offense, Uh, 38 points right out of the gate. That is insanity. 
Uh, Deshaun Watson, service, very serviceable at 30 points. Uh, Chris Carson, 30 points at Seattle. Um, not much from, from her tight end, but that being said, I want to point out that she has Rams defense, Cooper Cup, and Julio Jones on her on bye weeks this, this week. Obviously, dynamite players sitting on her bench, and Russell Wilson also sitting on her bench scored 57 points this week. So I... <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even. Anyone who plays Vanessa in the remaining three games, you, you better scour the waiver wire and and pray to the fantasy gods. It's going to be tough to beat Vanessa, averaging well over two hundred points every single game. Um, so, <laughs> if I haven't uh, made that point pretty clear, Vanessa has a good team. Oh yes, so, she good. Yeah. She's so good. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to – obviously, we can't talk perfect season anymore, but she has not lost since week one. And um, we'll, 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 see what, we'll see what happens in the last three games. And then, obviously, she always has her playoff berth. So, uh, beware. Um, but, you know, good game for Vanessa, obviously. Moving on to the next quality game, please, Noel, give us uh, some five-second ju- chug versus doom givers. All right, this was relatively close, but not super close. Uh, both teams, you know, this is kind of that, Mike, I think you've mentioned it before, that kind of 150 mark, where if you're not scoring above that, you're going to have trouble winning. But in our league, you kind of want to get to that 180 point to almost have the juice to get you over the top. And neither one of these teams got that far, but they got, uh, Kenfield got enough to win here, 164 to 152.3. And really what it was was, Kenfield had Tyler Lockett, who had a huge week at 59 points. And what I talked about last week, where you kind of need to have that one breakout player and then other people who overachieve, that happened for Kenfield and not so much for Molly, who didn't really have anybody who just had a killer week. Uh, Kirk Cousins, who kind of came back to, not Earth, but he's been playing like an MVP candidate, 27.8 points to Tom Brady's 20 points. And Ben, what you said earlier was kind of a surprise, not surprising, but you know, you see what happens if the Patriots play a more quality all-around team, not just offense, but defense as well. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott had 31 points, underperforming projection. Uh, Royce Freeman just did basically nothing with four points, even in that win. Stephon Diggs did even worse, though, three points. And really, which this happened a few games this week, where one team just looked fucking pissed off. And the other team was like, wait, what are we doing here? And that was what happened to the Vikings this week was the KC defense was furious after last week's just getting run and passed all over by both Aaron Jones and uh, Aaron Rodgers. And they weren't going to have that happen again. So really everybody, fantasy-wise, except for the defense, the Vikings had a tough week. Uh, Ken Fields, uh, we've talked about this before, where it seems like when Curtis Godwin has a huge week, uh, Mike, what's his face? Please fill me in. I can't remember his name. Um, Evans. Jackson. Evans. Evans, yeah. Uh, Mike Evans just kind of, they just flipped back and forth. And since uh, Mike Evans had a great week, Chris Godwin had a below average week for him, 20 points. And uh, I just, still don't know how to pronounce his name, but Mike, I'm going to say Gesicki, who I did look it up and is the pride of the met a Hawkins section of Stafford Township, New Jersey, and really maybe shouldn't have been that surprising. He was a second-round pick out of Penn State last year and is the leading tight end in Penn State history of 25 points. So that's kind of, again, just huge pickup there, Molly. It's a great pickup. Uh, Jason Witten, who I joked with Kenfield would not save him, actually did save him with 19 points. Uh, Leonard Fournette, tough week, 19 points. Jordan Howard, huge week, just... They got up super early against that sputtering, just terrible Trubisky-led Bears offense and just ran the ball the whole second half. Edelman, right on par, 25. Defense was good for Molly, not so good for Kenfield. But the damage was already done there, and kickers and punters did not help. So I know uh, this is a win that Kenfield is super happy to have and one that Molly would have enjoyed as well because it would have increased her playoff chances. But... It is what it is, and Mike, will you take us on to Rams versus Ben's Into the Flame? 
Yes, yes, I will. Ben, congratulations again on the MVT of the week and your huge win, 220, to the Rams, 127.9. It was a monster game across the board here, minus Darren Fells for you in tight end. And you just, you, you done good, Ben. You done real good. Let's look at what happened. Carson Wentz got you 22 points, which is about all you can expect from a ginger. You got 32 points out of Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I have a little bit of beef with Wentz, and it's just because I've had him in my past, and he was not good on my fantasy team at the time. Now he's fine, so congratulations, Ben. And go fuck yourself. So Le'Veon Bell, 32 points for you. That's, that's quite good because he's had some up and down weeks, so the fact that he – was able mostly to throw down. down. Uh, yeah, down. <laughs> mostly down. I mean, he he started two weeks great. Buffalo and Cleveland on the one in two weeks, 32-33, that he's like, mm, I'm not going to show up to New England, 16 points. Okay, against Philly, 24. And then for the last three weeks, he's like, oh, I'm supposed to play? 17-16-9. and nine. That's pretty bad. So 32 points this week from Le'Veon Bell. It's a little bit more Le'Veon Bellish when he was on the Steelers than it has been when he's on the crappy, crappy, crappy Jets. DeAndre Hopkins got 24 points, which in my opinion is a little bit low for him. Uh, but nevertheless, you're not going to complain about 24 points. Darren Fells again got you seven points. He was projected nine, so it's not like that big of a deal. But nevertheless, single digits from anyone that's not your kicker or punter kind of blows. Now, here's we're just talking about Tampa Bay wide receivers. Mike Evans really came and saved the day for you. 57 points from that dude. And he was also uh, matched very well by Kenyon Drake, Arizona running back who got 48 points for you. 49ers D did not do well against the Cardinals, which that's unexpected because it's the fucking Cardinals. But nevertheless, um, especially since the San Francisco 49ers defense has been doing extremely well this year. They're the number two ranked defense behind the Patriots we were just talking about. So the one and two defenses this week just kind of blew it, kind of blew it. So eight eight points. You blew them. it. And yeah, they did. But <laughs> guess who came to the rescue for you, Ben? Mister Harrison Butlicker got hey. eight points for you. And then the Wad Man only got four. God damn it, Wad Man! Dare you, Butlicker's built this nation. <laughs> that is one of the best skits in office history. And uh, anyways, so yes, uh, Lamar Jackson. Let's go over to the Rams. Eh, this did not go well for Larson this week. Lamar Jackson did very well, 38 points, as did Jalen Samuels, 27. But it just sucked from there on out. Chris Conley got eight. Janu Smith, six. Mark Walton, 10. Robbie Anderson, who has an amazing haircut, um, eight. <laughs> if you have the chance, please look at Robbie Anderson's picture on Mile High Champions League. Or on oh, ESPN. I saw that. <laughs> that is it's like a bunch of tiny dicks popping out of his head. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Seahawks D got five and a half for him. And Chris Boswell, it's the, it's the week of kickers here, 16 points there. And Michael Pilardi uh, got nine. So just not a great week for, for Larson here. But nevertheless, at four and five, he is still in contention as we we're talking about. So congratulations again, Ben, on your victory. Congratulations again on the MVT and for going six and three. Seems like you're pretty good showing for the playoffs here, but we'll see what the fantasy gods have in store for you and everyone else. All right, let's go on to the previews here, but first let's talk about bye weeks. There some are a, here's some doozies. That's right, Noel. A lot of teams on bye this week. The Denver Broncos, which is pretty fantasy irrelevant, uh, unless you're on <laughs> Cortland Sutton or Philip Lindsay. Um, the Houston Texans, bye-bye Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. Jacksonville Jaguars, well, goodbye to Garrett Minshew anyways, because I bet big dick Nick Foles is coming back uh, in week 11. I think they announced that already. Yeah, so I think he's done. Uh, he just did such a bad week this week that I think he's going to be relegated to number two. Uh, the New England Patriots are uh, on bye weeks. That's going to be some players missing, as are the Eagles. And the Washingtonian Redskins uh, are on bye week. So that's a, that's a lot of teams on bye. So there, there are definitely fantasy impacts here for that. All right, let's go into the preview. Ben, you are first. And my challenge for you this week, gentlemen, that one week we did where we were highlighting the uh, just any consonants in one of the players' names, uh, we did one where you had to say one of the person's names as, a, uh, as if they were French. This week, I want you to do your first preview the entire preview, and an accent of your choice. And what made me think of this is, Ben, you do, and you don't have to. I just want to I just want to say you do a really good Boston accent. It's true. Yeah, so if you want to do Boston, do Boston. If you want to do something else, do something else. But the game, 
the, my game, Mavericks versus Lincoln. Please pick an accent of your choice and go to town. Well, I don't think I fucking have much of a choice now. God damn it. <laughs> well, but I just want to, I want to, I want to warn the boys and kids, the, the girls and boys at home. I can't do this accent without fucking swearing. It, it just comes out naturally. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe I lived in the fucking South, South too long. I don't know what happened, but, um, so we're, we're going to take a, a nice look here at uh, Lincoln Mavericks versus Legend of Lincoln. Uh, you guys need to have more eyes. I can drop in your names, please. <laughs> so, uh, right off the bat, uh, uh, we don't have a full roster for uh, um, Courtney right now, so um, you know projections aren't going to be exactly what we want to see. But uh, it looks and looking like it's pretty heavily uh, favored towards uh, Michael Graziano here. Um, hopefully, that won't cause any too, too many problems at home. You know what I'm saying, Michael? Uh, so we got uh, Drew Brees. Uh, definitely uh, has the advantage over uh, Garoppolo. Uh, which you know he's he's been going to be pretty solid. It's Drew Brees coming back, uh, and you always hope to hope to see that, and uh, hopefully he stays healthy. Uh, Nick Chubb uh, for Cleveland is is pretty much Courtney's only uh, advantage here uh, over Derrick Henry for Tennessee. Um, projected to get twenty nine points over uh, twenty uh, Derrick Henry's twenty four points. Uh, Tyree Kill, um, you know, looking to have a really good showing. Actually, Mike, all around you're looking, but. Pretty mid mid twenties on most of your players, uh, so you could have a really dynamite week here. Uh, you don't got too many people on bye, which is uh, pretty pretty lucky for you, uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so Travis Kelsey, uh, he's, he's uh, still the number two tight end on the season, averaging twenty one points a game, uh, looking to score twenty six points uh, compared to Zach Ertz, which will have a big goose egg this week, obviously, since he's uh, going to be um, going staying at home with the wife and kids. You know, nice little bye week. Uh, Devontae Freeman, 20, uh, 20 points, uh, which is right in line with his average on the year. Um, Marquise Brown, uh, more than looking to score 14.3 points. Uh, so overall on the line, uh, Mike's favored by uh, 70 points. That'll drop a little bit, obviously, once uh, Courtney swaps out a couple of players here. But she's only looking to swap out a defense and a, and a tight end. Um and there's not a lot left on the on the waiver wire there, I swear. So um, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I gotta call this one for Michael, unless unless something completely crazy happens here. But uh, um, let's see what we got next year. Uh, so I can fucking stop doing this goddamn accent. Um, no, please time. take it away with uh, uh, my team into the flame versus five second Chuck. Oh wait, 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 time, time out, time out, Ben. That yes, was yes. that was awesome. That was really good. You did a really good job with that. I really no, felt like you. I was being denigrated by someone from Southie. So, way to go! You nailed that. You nailed that so well. Oh, uh, we good, good times. Good times. All right. Oh shit. Well, I say. What's I do say this. Well, not a matchup. This is going to be, but Molly does have some work left ahead of her with. Four players, sorry, three players. I don't even know. I'm going back and forth between accents right now, excuse me. Um, with Leonard Fournette, Jordan Howard, and the Eagles defense all on bye weeks, this could be a difficult management position. What the fuck am I doing? For uh, <laughs> Molly to go back and forth out of. Although, Ben, you are, in fact, missing a quarterback. But even with that, you're projected to win by 40 points. Even with Le'Veon Bell... Out, possibly. He's questionable with a shoulder injury. Uh, Sammy Watkins, yes. Ben, what the fuck's going on here? You have like almost all the check marks. What the fuck did I just do there? <laughs> hmm, indeed. So, that Boys. being said, <laughs> I don't quite know what I'm looking at here because, um, you see, yes. Um, <laughs> ben, I like this game for you just because I don't know what the fuck. I don't quite know what the heck Molly's going to find on the waiver wire to make this happen. I do say I I give up. Goodbye. On to the next game. <laughs> All right. No. Well done. That was awesome. Oh, that I can't awesome. imagine what Michael's going to do here. I have a big stupid. I'm going to do an American accent. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Let's go on to the America Doomgivers versus Space Force. It's going to be a hell of a game here. Also, Kenfield. 
is not starting one, not two, but three of his players are out on bye week. Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Royce Freeman, who gives a shit about Royce Freeman. <laughs> Maybe uh, Tom and Edelman are going on a nice chopper ride around the Boston Harbor. So let's look at the game. Kenfield is going <laughs> projected at less than 100 points, which is just <laughs> bullshit. So I don't know if that's accurate or not. I can't analyze this unless he puts more people in. So I need him to put the cookie down and actually look at getting some players off the waiver wire so I can analyze this. But let's just let's see what I can do here. There is no quarterback for Kenfield, but Josh Allen. <laughs> <John's Adam. laughs> I just, sorry, it's I just hard lost to combine accents. <laughs> it's really hard not to combine accents. So, anyways, Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills going against a pretty bad Cleveland defense here against the quarterback. I, I have to give it to him because he's playing against nobody. So, got Josh Allen here. Same thing, Tevin Coleman. He's You're going against like nobody. No, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the Hulk. Uh, Devin Coleman is going to get 25 points projected. We'll see. Uh, DK Metcalf? No, who's this guy? He's a rookie wide receiver out of Ole Miss, I believe. He's fucking huge. Hmm. Hmm, fucking huge, <laughs> like me. The DK Metcalf going against a tough San Francisco defense, fifth in the nation, the entire country <laughs> overall. But he's going against an even better Chris Godwin. Got to give it to the Godwin there. In the in the tight end position, he's got Skittles. Questionable though. With a what has he got hurt? Little pansy man. His knee is hurt. That's not good for him, but he'll probably play because he's strong. He's not pansy. Plus, Kenfield's got Jason Witten. That man's so old that he's older than my balls. So Jason Witten's not going to do well. George Kittle has this one locked. In the flex one, Tyler Lockett for Kenfield. And who's the other guy he's playing? Austin Eckler. I think Eckler has this one locked because he's just, he's a little puny man, but he's very fast. He's going against an okay defense in Oakland. I think he'll do just fine. Uh, Julian Edelman, again, not playing. So <laughs> Devin Singletary, guy who's been who's 48th, no, 43rd player ranked for the running back position, will probably outscore him because you can <laughs> outscore zero. I just went Jewish there for a second. <laughs> you did that earlier too, where you kind of like a Yiddish thing. <laughs> yeah, it's going zero. That's <laughs> pretty hard. Anyways, uh, Bears defense in Detroit, they should do fine. Matt Stafford is sometimes good, sometimes throws more interceptions than I've won, Mr. Universe. And then the Vikings against Dallas, that'll be a <laughs> good game. <laughs> Oh, anyways, uh, kickers down. and punters, they are going to be present and use their feet to play. Uh, mm, I actually think Space Force is going to win this one. He's going to go 2-8, and eight, so it doesn't really matter. But why the fuck not? He's trying to play for the glory, the glory <laughs> of winning. Let's go on to the next game. Ben, please do the Rams versus hanging with Mr. Cooper plus Hooper. And scene. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, so back to normal voices so we can maybe get fucking through this. Um, so <laughs> uh, obviously here it, it's, it's getting down the wire. Three games left in the regular season. Uh, every game is critical, especially when you're sitting at a losing record. Both uh, Josh and, and Larson, three and six and four and five respectively. So uh, right now, as uh, Larson does not have a full roster, uh, he. That being said, he is still projected to win this game. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, Josh does have a running back that is on by this week as well. So, um, but diving in, uh, Lamar Jackson obviously will projected to do very well for. Uh, Larson in the number one quarterback position uh, versus a lowly Cincinnati. So I don't, I don't think we'll see too many surprises there. Get, we'll, he'll see some good numbers there and uh, def, um, over Aaron Rodgers, who been hit and miss this whole season. Though you know the Green Bay defense or offense is 
is definitely been hit, hit and miss, and we'll we'll see what, who who which team comes out against Carolina. Uh, so Marlon Mack has the advantage over Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon is not yet firing on firing on all cylinders, but he is trending in the right direction for Larson. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster is look, definitely looking to uh, do better this week, but against Josh Brown um, versus Cleveland, that might not happen. Uh, going down the list a little further, uh, Alvin Kamara um, been decent for Larson. Uh, projected, he's back. He's back. Uh, projected uh, pretty high this week at 36 points against a, a not a great Atlanta defense. So um, not much more to say since the, the rest of the rosters are not completely filled. So I'm probably going to have to give this one to, to Larson. Sorry, Josh. But uh, I think once the rosters all shape up, uh, Larson has the edge here. He, he, as always, Larson does field a good team. It's just he, he's the most snake big guy in this league. Um, but so without accents, unless Noel really would like to again, no, no, if it works so well the last time, please give us Buffaloes versus Spartans. This would be a good one. Oof. And right off the bat, even with, well, I guess it'd be uh, her kicker on by, ooh, this is going to be a tough, tough game for Brandon to win. The projection right now is 185.9 points to 156.9. And it's pretty easy to see why, because... Even with Deshaun Watson, the number three fantasy in our league quarterback on bye, all uh, Vanessa has to do is plug in the number two quarterback, who is Russell Wilson. <laughs> Although Russell Wilson is facing a, they had a down week last week, but a tough, tenacious San Francisco defense. And they are in San Francisco, but Russell Wilson is a player that he's not going to hurt the team. He's going to make stuff happen with his legs, and he'll, he'll get his points. So, even if he doesn't hit that average, 27.6 points will probably just plenty for uh, Vanessa this week from him. And then to Brandon, Jameis Winston can really can have some huge games. The problem is the more he throws, the more interceptions he gives up, which eats into his points there. So even though he does have the check mark against a suspect Arizona defense, I expect that one to be close. Christian McCaffrey's list is questionable, although he did practice, I believe, mostly today he may have been limited a bit but he's playing on playing so that is that average of 50.8 points uh so obviously that gets a check mark over the kind of ailing Todd Gurley who just has not been the same since the end of last season from there Julio Jones playing a pretty respectable New Orleans defense <sighs> makes sense why it's because Julio Jones is one of those players that's going to check mark Mike Evans Evans sorry Mike Williams excuse me for the Los Angeles Chargers against a suspect Oakland defense. So that there's a possibility there, but it's Julio Jones. Of course, you can do it there. Mark Andrews is back and just kind of keeps doing Mark Andrews stuff. That he's done the whole season. Evan Ingram, unfortunately for Brandon, I believe might be out. Well, I believe it's extended time. So Brandon's going to have to fill that hole there. Cooper comes back. Phrasing. Um, and yeah, only the fourth ranked receiver or is back. So that's good for Vanessa. Going against Michael Thomas, who is also back, who is the number one ranked receiver. Chris Carson, number eight versus number nine, Josh Jacobs. Although the defense for the Chargers is, well, they played pretty good last week, but they've been pretty crappy the whole season. So that could be a toss-up there. Cowboys defense against Minnesota. I don't know about that. But then Panthers defense against, as you said, Ben, who knows what we're going to get from Green Bay on offense this week. Toss-up there. Then, of course, there's the empty kicker position, so that obviously goes to Matt Prater. And uh, for the punter, even though Brett Kern is the number one ranked punter, you just you can't ever bet against a good mullet. So Jamie Gillen, I think it's a check mark there. I'll, but I think this is obviously not just because Vanessa is by far and away outscoring everyone in the league so far. But there's no reason to see that changing, uh, even with Brandon and his uh, long his, his well that words his. Well understood fantasy prowess. I think this one might be a tough win for Brandon to pull out, even if, uh, sorry, phrasing, um, he puts someone else in for the ailing Evan Ingram. And from there, Mike, or I think Mike, yes, Mike will take us on to gonorrhea versus my team. That's right, I will. Um, during your uh, presentation, I'll just thank you, by the way, uh, Courtney came in. She's like, were you doing a Schwarzenegger accent? I was like, of course I was. Yes. I was like, all right. Uh, 
at least think I would Mexican, and I was like, well, I still have one pre uh, review preview to do. She's like, don't do it, don't do it. I might want to run for office someday. So, um, yeah, I am not going to do a probably what would come off as very racist and cholo uh, Mexican accent. I'm just going to talk in my normal voice. You are such a liability for her. <laughs> such a Boy Scout check. Um, yes. So let's uh, looking at this game. I was just thinking, too, that it is possible that Grant will go 0-12 this year because he faces uh, Unol this week, which is that – that's going to be tough. Um, he's, he's got a tough road to hoe here. He's got, he faces you uh, this week. He faces me, which that's not that hard, um, in week 11. And then he faces Kenfield in week 12. So Kenfield's not a bad team. He's four and five, but it is probable, possible, not probable, maybe 51% probable that uh, Galloping Gonorrhea's will go winless this year, which if he does – It'll be the first time in Mile High Champions League history, and we have to commemorate that in some way, like get him a bottle of whiskey or something like that. Mm -hmm. But we shall see at that time if that or comes. maybe just maybe pronounce the name of his team correctly. Never. <laughs> so that will. Um, <laughs> well, maybe we'll do that. Um, <laughs> yes. So we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, I really, I, I really wish the best for Grant, but we'll we'll just have to. It's just sometimes the fantasy guys just need a little. Blood sacrifice and Grant seems to be Grant and Nick seem to be those teams this year, and I don't see that changing this week because looking at the teams here, you are all of the check marks are in your favor. Check marks are in your favor, Noel, except for Saquon Barkley on his side versus David Johnson, which I think is probably accurate, as is his punter, which is irrelevant. Now the only caveats to that are he does not have a wide receiver because Cortland Sutton's on by, as is Miles Sanders for Philly running back, also on by. So. Those two check marks might be a bit counterbalanced by whomever he decides to put in those positions. But looking at this, Dak Prescott versus Kyler Murray, I like both of these guys. Both of them are quite good. But the Minnesota D is a lot better than the Tampa Bay defense. So I think Dak Prescott's going to have a harder time. So Kyler Murray should do pretty well. These guys are very, very on par with each other when it comes to performance. Dak Prescott's number five overall, scoring about 32 points a week. And Kyler Murray is number six overall, scoring about 27. So not a massive difference there, but I still think Kyler Murray's the better choice to go with here. Saquon Barkley versus David Johnson here. I like both of these guys here. The problem with David Johnson is going against the league best Tampa Bay even though Tampa Bay blows against uh, the pass they are the best front line when it comes to running backs so David Johnson's got a tough wall he has to run through there so he's been averaging 25 he's actually projected to get slightly less than that at 24.6 versus Saquon Barkley is going against a pretty good uh, mediocre kind of middle of the pack Jets defense here um because the Jets offense is absolute garbage I would imagine the Giants should be able to put up some points and therefore not have to throw as much, and therefore lean on Saquon Barkley. So I believe that ESPN has this one correct. Saquon Barkley should outperform David Johnson here. Cortland Sutton, or nobody, versus Keenan Allen. I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. Tight end position, Jack Doyle versus Darren Waller. I'm still blown away by that pick, Noel. I think Darren Waller was an absolute studly of a fine. He is going against an okay defense here uh, against the Chargers, but Jack Doyle, that indie... There just doesn't seem to be a lot of connection between Jacoby Brissett, who I realize is out, um, and Jack Doyle. So I, I think that Jack Doyle is just going to underperform Darren Waller here. So got to give the check to Darren Waller here. Nobody versus Dalvin Cook on your team. Dalvin, even there's not very many people you could put up besides maybe Christian McCaffrey that could outperform Dalvin Cook. So you got to give it to Dalvin Cook. Michael Gallup, Dal Dallas wide receiver against Aaron Jones for you. I like the idea of Grant playing a Dallas wide receiver while he owns Dak Prescott because mm -hmm. that, that could certainly add a multiplier effect. If Minnesota's defense ends up, they're kind of hit or miss. If they end up doing well, then Dak will have to throw and Michael Gallup might be the guy he throws. Michael Gallup did great last week, um, at least relative to what I thought he would do. Uh, actually, it wasn't that great. It was 14 points. I was thinking of Shoot, I was thinking of some other guy. So, at any rate, um, irrelevant. I think Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup is a good pairing here. Uh, but Aaron Jones, that's that's a steep mountain to climb because Aaron Jones is going against a very bad Carolina defense, and he's been averaging 30.7 points a week. 
as good as it is to start a quarterback wide receiver pair in this matchup, I like Aaron Jones here. Uh, the Packers D going uh, against Carolina versus your Saints D going against the Atlanta Falcons. The uh, Packers are going against a somewhat better Carolina offense, and the Saints are going against a very pathetic Atlanta offense. So I've got to give it to the Saints here. You both have kickers and punters. Yay! And I just looking at the averages because he doesn't have players in uh, we're talking about, but if you look at just the averages, not the projections, because the projections are way off. You're, you have a, a 71 point favorite, but if you look at the averages, these players for Grant have been averaging 166 points. Your players have been averaging 200.5. So I think it's, I think it's safe to say, Noel, that this is your week to lose. You'll go nine and one and further cement yourself as not just in the playoffs, but possibly earning yourself a first week bye. So um, I would say that this goes into your camp this week. And that is the end of the preview, gentlemen and listeners. Let's go on to the poll of the week, which has to do with the playoffs. I was just curious, because we have Nolan Vanessa already in the playoffs, which one of the remaining eight teams do you believe has the best shot at getting the next playoff spot? And it's, the again, the eight other teams in contention here the eight that I mentioned earlier. So go ahead and vote if you so desire, and we will uh, wrap it up, gentlemen. Thank you very much for being a, a part of this, and thank you for playing my stupid game of picking an accent because that was <laughs> a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I was sweating by the time I had finished with the uh, your the, the review for the Doomgivers and Force just because it's, it's really it's hard. A to, it's a lot of work. To come up on the fly with an analysis and remember to stay in character and not go Yiddish for some reason. <laughs> so um, that's that's our that's our weekly podcast, gentlemen. Is there anything else you want to say here? Yeah, don't be such a fucking cocksucker. I'll try not to be banned. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Ripping my balls out. Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you as always. It's such a treat to be on this with you guys. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for those who are listening. Noel, please send us out. Go Broncos! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good job, guys.